Does your faith glorify God? And what you say, what you do, how you give, does God, when he sees your level of faith, does he say, wow, that faith can move some mountains. Today's the day, y'all. Today is Miracle Offering Sunday when we get to bring our very best gift to God so that he can build his kingdom all over the world, here locally, globally, and investing in future church leaders. We've been praying, right? We've been praying for four weeks for this moment at the end of the service when we will come and give God our very best to make a difference around the world. I want to be really clear. This offering will not move the needle. It won't move the bottom line right here at GFC Northwest. None of the dollars are going to go to ministries here. It won't go to personnel here. It won't go to facilities here. It all goes around the world. And here's what I've learned in my life. When we take care of what's on God's heart, he's going to take care of what's on his. Amen. If we take care of what's on his heart, he'll take care of what's on our heart. He is blessed. How many of y'all are just blessed? Like blessed beyond what you deserve. God has blessed you so you can be a blessing to other people. And so as we come together, I would pray that your hearts would be open to the Lord, that the Holy Spirit would lead you, that this would be a moment where your faith is strong, that you will have a great amount of joy in this giving opportunity to build God's kingdom. If you're new and you're wondering what Kingdom Builders is, it is a missions mutual fund to build God's kingdom. Last year in 2022, we gave more than we've ever given in the history of our church. We gave over $750,000 to build God's kingdom and projects all around the world. And in February on Vision Sunday, I announced by faith, what if we could give $1 million to kingdom builders? So far, we've given $599,000. So can we just glorify and praise God? Thank you all for giving so faithfully so far. We've been asking God for more salvations, more miracles, more dollars to advance his kingdom, more marriages to be reconciled. And he is answering those prayers. We're seeing it right here in San Antonio and all over the world. So far this year, we have seen 728 salvations. Praise God for that. That's a, that's a, a spiritual miracle in the life of a person who was once lost and destined for hell, but now they're saved from sin and saved for God. Amen? We have seen 287 people get baptized in water so far this year. Praise God including a young man named Adrian who got baptized in a friend of mine's pool on Tuesday night. Praise God for that. We're counting that number. Adrian counts. Every number has a name. Every name has a story, and every story matters to God. We have seen this year, we've been able to start our 17th church and our 10th GSC location. Praise God. You may be like, well, what's the difference between our 17th church and 10th church? Well, on our first year anniversary of our church, back in 2009, we started a church called Camino Victorioso. 
as close as we could get to Gateway, and we started church. And then the second anniversary, we started City Church on the west side. And then we started the Gathering Church that met at the old Board and Milk Warehouse downtown. And then a few years ago, we started a couple of churches in, I can't say where, but it's in the Middle East. And we sent some missionaries, some people from our church to start those churches. And they're still going today. Some of the churches have not survived, but they count. God's been glorified. People have been saved. And and so those are partner churches. Our GFC locations have our same name, mission, vision, strategy. But we have given money. We've given people. And they all count for the glory of God. Our desire is to to see 100 churches started. Some partner, some GFC. But we don't care who gets credit as long as God gets the credit and he receives all the glory. Amen. Amen. Our theme this year is home sweet what? Home, right? And we're praying for that over all of these projects. Imagine if your home was in the island of Maui or in Israel. Imagine how you would feel. Imagine if your church home was in Ukraine. And so our Kingdom Builder dollars, we've already expensed funds to go to relief organizations and churches and partners like Convoy of Hope to bring relief and hope to people who have lost so much. We have given money to our partner Builders International to help rebuild churches that are worn, torn in Ukraine. Those are where our dollars are going. They're making a difference where there are people who are broken and who are desperate and in great need. We have given money where we could see scholarships funded for GSM students who are preparing and saying, God, I'll give two years of my life. I'll be bivocational to see a new church get started. Thank you for giving so those things can happen. At the beginning of the year, we gave to Central Eurasia. This is towards a new church getting started in an English teaching training center where we can see churches get started out of that beachhead, out of that hub. And and the people that we sent were people right here from GFC who are missionaries. So praise the Lord. We're giving towards Fire Bible. We're giving towards the west side, towards our local partners here in our city like Teen Challenge and Agora and right here in our house. Where is Jason Brooks? I saw you earlier, Jason. In the back, the director of Agora who's just praying on the west side. We need to continue to pray for him, his family. There is warfare, and, and we, just, we just love you and honor you. Can we express our appreciation to the Brooks family? Their sons, they're all in. Missy, we love them so much. We have given towards our GFC disaster relief trailer. Have you seen that outside? If you parked on this side of the parking lot, did you walk by? Did y'all see the GFC trailer? We already bought it, y'all. We're ready. This thing, he got ready. He got finished up Friday night. And Rick Leal, who's a volunteer, he's a small group leader here in our church, has led this amazing team of men who have experienced some military, some in disaster relief situations. And they have stepped up in our church to say, hey, we're going to not just get a trailer. We're going to assemble a team and we're going to be ready when disaster hits in our region. We're going to go and we're going to bring the message of the hope of Jesus. We're not just going to give water bottles and tacos. We're going to give the bread of Jesus and the hope of, of the Lord and see people saved. And I, I, my personal dream is we're going to see a church get started in a future tragedy. But, 
But we want to maximize the purpose of this trailer. And so we want to engage in our, with our homeless community. We want to engage with our community in different parks. So you may see it from time to time. You might see it at O.P. Schnabel Park, and we're trying to engage with people. Or when a new church gets started or has a special event, we're going we're gonna to be there. So I want to thank this team Thank you so much for the hours that you've invested. They found this used tra- slightly used trailer in Oklahoma, went in the middle of the week to go get it, to bring it back. Can we once again just express our appreciation, love, honor? Team, well done. Great leadership. We're excited about what God's going to do right here. Let, thank you again. You can go ahead and have a seat. Isn't this exciting? This is what it's about, seeing miracles. This is why we pray. This is why we give, so we can see God's kingdom built and advance and him to receive glory all around the world. That's why this message That's why this service and this moment is so important. It's mission critical to what God wants to do. It's like we've been on a marathon this year and we've been giving. And but this moment today, I'm praying that we can get give $375,000. That's the goal for this moment so we can get these other projects across the finish line. We're giving so we can see a new GFC church to get started next year in New Braunfels. We're giving so we can see a new GFC church at night happen right here in this Northwest building. We want to see new spirit-filled, soul-winning, disciple-making churches started all over for the glory of God. But that's why we pray and we ask God according to his will. Amen? Some of you have been praying and you're in need of a miracle. You're in need of a healing a breakthrough. And I pray that this would be a service that your faith will be inspired and increased according to God's word. Because some of you don't have, and there's a reason. There's some of you that are not experiencing miracles in your life, and there's a reason. Turn with me in your Bibles to the New Testament to James chapter 4. James chapter 4. We will see miracles when we pray bold prayers in faith according to God's will. Those prayers are called bullseye prayers. Prayers that are at the center of God's bullseye, right at the center of the target. So James is writing. He's inspired by the Holy Spirit to write to Christians who have been persecuted and, and some of these Christians are frustrated because they're not seeing God move in, in their lives and in their church. And so James, he's, he's receiving wisdom from above, inspired, inspired by the Holy Spirit to, to just shoot straight and why that is. And so in verse 2 of James chapter 4, he says, You do not have because you do not ask. <laughs> and then he says, You ask and do not receive because you ask how? Wrongly, or you ask, some of your translations say you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. The Bible says your prayers are off target. You're missing it. You're way off. That's why I'm thankful for moments like this because what we're giving towards, what we're praying and asking God for are the center of the bullseye. They're all about projects that are bringing great glory to God. But he says you're missing it. Your motives aren't good. You're like, you're trying to accumulate stuff here on earth. You have secret ambitions. You're, it's about you and it's not about me. 
And so he says that there's a reason why your prayers aren't getting answered. And, and some of you are just not asking. <laughs> and that's why we're asking. Every single one of us here today need to be asking, God, what do you want me to give? How do you want me to give today? All of us. If you're a couple, you need to be praying together. Like Maybe you pray separately and you come back together and you, you share how's God speaking to you. And you come to an agreement together in your marriage about what you should give. And so we pray. This is, and I'm going to tell you, today has led up to this moment because we've been praying. And God has given us such a burden for the spiritually lost. Given us such a, a heart of compassion for those who are broken. For those who are poor and in need of help. And when we pray according to God's will, he pours out blessings. He has poured out so many blessings upon us. We've been praying and raising up leaders, equipping and training them, and by faith starting churches, multiplying small groups. And as a result of these prayers and obedience, God has poured out his blessings. To date, he has supernaturally given us and provided over $12 million in buildings, properties, and assets. We've seen it happen over and over and over. And it is a miracle every time we see God's supernatural provision. We, we're not entitled to it. It, 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 but it gets us excited and it just builds our faith to ask God for more. He's eager to answer these types of prayers. Amen. And God wants to provide for you in supernatural ways. But you got to ask. You got to pray according to his will. You want to know how to have confidence to pray according to his will? Well, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We got to pray according to his will. The motive of our heart has got to be to glorify God. This specific verse is one of my life verses. Because when I was 19 years old, I was in a church on the northeast side of town, and I was given the opportunity to preach the very first message. Y'all, I was scared to death. I didn't even like praying in front of people. I got so nervous. I would stutter. I never thought God could use me to, to, to speak publicly. I made a D in speech class. I mean, I was terrible. And, but I was available. And, and I remember, like, I was going, planning on going to a, a college to major in business. Thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. But I didn't feel a, a peace about it. And I was restless. And, and so when I was given the opportunity to preach my first message, this is the verse that I, that I taught on. And God used this verse to confirm his will in my life. To call me to ministry, to give my whole life to spreading the good news of Jesus and building his kingdom purpose. It was his purpose through my life. And God's given you a kingdom purpose, a unique purpose. Not, not everybody's going to be called a full-time ministry, but God will leverage wherever you're at, whatever the gifts and talents that God has given you to bring great glory to him. Every single one of us are, are part of the body of Christ. There's no small people, right, in the family of God. And we, but together, when we come together, we can accomplish much, right? So some give, some go, some serve. And, and, and we all together pull our resources to go together to honor the Lord. And I was reminded in 2007, 
Before we started our first small group in a rent house right here in this community, God called us home after 14 years in student ministry to start GFC. And, and uh, we, had, we prayed bold prayers. But I remember just hiking up to the very top of a, a hill in our community. And you could see, you could see San Antonio downtown in the distance and, and the lights that were there. And, and, but, but I noticed how dark. It was after sunset. And it was so dark in this community. And I said, Lord, we're getting ready to start a small group. We're going to invite our neighbors over. And uh, I just... But I prayed. I remember just grabbing some dirt in my hand and saying, Lord, you planted this right here. And I'm just, I'm claiming this ground for you. And I'm praying that, that the lights that I see in the distance, may there be a light that just comes alive and shines brightly right here in my neighborhood. And I said, and then and over in that neighborhood, may there be another light. And, and I looked over and I just remember praying bold faith prayers that said, God, would you start new small groups? Would you just multiply? And to date in our GFC network, we've got over 200 small groups all over the city. And I believe God answered those prayers. And not just small groups, but churches that are multiplying for his glory. And he's, I'm saying, God, would you do it again here in San Antonio? Would you do it again over and over all over the world? We're praying with bold faith. In the Old Testament, we see examples of this, of people who prayed both bold faith and, and, and took these steps of faith. God desired for his children who were walking around in the desert for 40 years in the Wadi Rum Desert, which is now the country of Jordan. He had, it was his will to bless his people for them to have the promised land in what is now Israel. But they were intimidated. They sent scouts over into that land. And they came back and said, man, it's impossible. The enemies are too great. We can't go in. God had this place for them. It just They needed to have pray bold prayers. They needed to have faith. And thank God there was one 40-year-old man who had faith in God. His name was Caleb. He wasn't intimidated by the giants. He wasn't intimidated in the enemy or the rough terrain. He went over and he got some ground and he came back and he said, with God, things are going to be possible. And in our Bibles, Numbers 14, 24, it says, but be because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his bring him into the land of a church family that has a different kind of spirit. I believe that together we have strong faith in God, but we need to pray bold prayers and miracles happen. When God's people humble themselves and pray bold, faith-filled prayers, amen, that will bring great glory to God. Solomon was another example. His dad was a king and the baton was being passed to his son. And Solomon was intimidated. He goes, I don't, I don't know how to go out into war. I don't know how to come into worship like my dad. And, and so God says, well, what do you want? What did Solomon pray for? prayed for wisdom, right? And God said, that's exactly what I want a king to pray for. And he poured out so much wisdom upon Solomon. We see that over and over, right? These are called bonus blessings. When we pray for the right things according to God's will with the pure motives, he just pours out his blessings. When the man approached Jesus for healing, Jesus not only healed him physically, but he said, your sins are forgiven. 
bonus blessings. He met the bigger need, which was spiritual. And so when we pray according to God's word, it says, hey, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. When we read in the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all world, when we start praying according to God's heart and his desires, and we start equipping and training people, and by faith starting more small groups and starting churches, he just pours out blessings, right? Pours out blessings over and over again. And he wants to do this in your life, your marriage, your family. Do you know how you can confidently know and how to pray according to God's will? You stand on the word of God. John Piper made a list of prayers according to the early church. He said, if you want to pray that God's name will be exalted in all the world, stand upon Jesus' prayer, who said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We see a world that is being divided, a country that's being divided. And above any person's name, of any church's name, we need to see the name of Jesus glorified. We need to see the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus prayed that, right? We need to pray. We need to pray for labors in the harvest field. Why? Because Jesus commanded us according to Luke 10:2. He said, the harvest is right, but the workers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that there might be workers we need to pray for unity, right, in our church. The Word of God says in Psalms, like, pray. when we have unity, he, pray, he commands His blessings. So we know we need to pray for these things, right? Pray that the gospel would speed ahead and, and be honored. Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica. He said, finally, my brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. Paul's faith is being increased because he saw what would happen in this new church. He was like, let's pray that it'll happen again. He had a sense of urgency. He's like, we got to start more churches in Ephesus and Philippi and all these places for the glory of God. We need to pray for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Every single needed, one of you need to be praying for more of the Holy Spirit. Don't be content with where you're at. You need more of the presence. Anybody just want to desire more of the presence of the Lord, more of the Holy Spirit? Man, God's no respecter of persons. He wants to baptize us all in the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 3, 19, he says, If you then, or Luke eleven thirteen, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who do what? Ask Him. We need to be asking and praying. We need to pray that God would save unbelievers. You have family members, grandkids, neighbors, co-workers who don't, do not know Jesus. We need to be so full of the love of God and the love of them. The Bible says in Romans 10:1, Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. Amen. He desires that all would come to repentance, according to 1 Peter. We need to pray for boldness and proclamation. Ephesians 6, 18 says, Pray at all times in the Spirit and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly. We need to pray for miracles. Some of you are like, are you sure miracles should happen today? Didn't that happen long? Yes, God is active. He still works miracles. Amen. 
In Acts 4, 29, the early church says, And now, Lord, grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. We need to continue to pray to know God better. Colossians, it says, we have not ceased to pray for you to be increasing in the knowledge of God. I pray that each of you would grow in your maturity of Christ. We want to help you to become a devoted follower of Jesus, to know the Lord more. We need to pray for greater faith. Remember the dad in the Gospels who said, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. We need to be praying for more faith. That's why if you're spending more time in the Word of God, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. The more time we spend abiding, the more time we spend in the presence of the Lord, the more time we come together with believers in a small group, come to church, our faith is increasing to believe for God to do more miracles of salvation, miracles of breakthrough. We need to be praying and led by the Spirit in every conversation, looking at how God wants to move in our city, city and in our, in our workplaces for the glory of God. Hannah in the Old Testament was a young lady who was barren, childless, and she prayed a bold prayer, and she said, God, if you give me a, a son, if you give me a child, he's yours. I'll dedicate him. He'll serve you in your temple. And so what did God do? He gave her Samuel, and Samuel lived at the temple, right, all of his days. And God used Samuel as a man of God. And as a result of her on-target prayer, according to God's will, how did God bless Hannah? with bonus babies, right? Gave her more babies. I pray for more babies in this church. More, our staff is doing their part, y'all. We've got, I, I, I pray, I said, this is a home sweet home year at the beginning, January and staff team. And I said, I just prophesy and pray for more babies. We have eight babies that are being born from September to March, including my daughter. We're gonna have a grandbaby. <laughs> Praise God, right? We're doing our part. You need to do your part. More babies. Organic church growth. <laughs> but not just physical. But I'm praying for God's given us a vision, a 100x vision to see 100 churches started. And so we've got people that are responding to that. We've got spiritual sons and daughters who are saying, I'm available. 138 have enrolled and have graduated or are still in our Gateway School of Ministry. I've got three kids of my own and a wonderful son-in-law, and all four of them have either graduated or in GSC, GSM. And they're all saying, hey, I'm available. I believe in this mission, the vision. Our family is all in. For the first time publicly, I'll, I'll let you know. I, I, I'm having a grandbaby, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know this, this baby girl for a year. But in two years, they've said yes to God's calling to go to the Middle East to start an international church. And uh, my heart is full of joy and gratitude of how God's gonna use them for the glory of God. I'm grateful that they love a world that's beyond what they see right here. And we will say yes. Our prayer has been home sweet home this year. And I believe that it's important for this church family to be strong, united in how we love each other. But we can't forget about those who have never heard the gospel. We can't forget about the future and the mission that God has called us. And so where you're sitting right now, we are blessed, y'all. 
But I remember setting up and tearing down for seven years straight at a school in a movie theater. And we saw this land. We thought it would be perfect for a church, a perfect place to put a permanent stake in the ground. But we couldn't afford to buy it. And so what did we do? We took 14 prayer walks every morning. We prayed and said, God, do a miracle. I took ground in my hand, dirt. We piled up rocks and, and towers and said, God, do a miracle. And, and there was a family that owned Hobby Lobby that heard about our story. And I believe they were an answer to prayer to supernaturally buy this land and bless it. And we had people in our church that emptied out savings accounts and sold vehicles and motorcycles and bikes to see this church home built so you could be, have a place and your children could have a safe place to worship for the glory. God did those miracles right here. He did it when there was a few people in Bandera that had a church, but they couldn't afford to pay the bills. And so we sent a pastor and sent a team. And today, over 300 people are worshiping God in Bandera Church. It happened there. It happened in Highlands because someone here had a brother who was pastor in a small little church and there was division and it was hard. And God gave us that church building when we sent John and Grace Gann. And today there will be about 200 people worshiping in the Lord in two services. It happened in Kerr County when people were meeting in a barber shop and then a senior center. And God opened the door and gave them keys to a, a, a church that they did not sow in. But God provided and blessed. It happened in Gonzalez. It's happening over and over. And so we've got strong faith. We're believing for God to open up doors and supernaturally provide. And so God has blessed us to be a blessing to others. And so two years ago, God was like, God gave us an incredible burden for Mexico. And so, Lord, we said, God, lead us and guide us. So we started taking mission trips and we started prayer walking. And we had this moment exactly a year ago in this Miracle Offering Sunday that we felt like we're going to see a new church, a new GFC church started in Oaxaca, Mexico. And we took that step of faith and we had different candidates and then the Lord just supernaturally ordered our steps with a small church pastor that we fell in love with and we've been equipping and training and, and believing and resourcing and giving funds to because we believe the ground in Oaxaca is fertile ground to sow in. And not just for Oaxaca City, but we see the mountain areas and we see the rural areas and the